Strange Podcast. Here at Strange Matters, we discuss anything just outside the norm, ranging from the bizarre and unexplained to the supernatural and paranormal and everything in between. I'm Sean, and today I'm here with my fellow host, Eric, Ethan. And for today's episode, we're going to be discussing one of the most famous and notorious conspiracy cases, the Roswell UFO incident. On this episode, we will be delving into the background and facts surrounding this mysterious event and why it has become one of the most famous cases of UFO sightings in history. That's right, and we will be discussing the theories and beliefs of both sides of the story, including the official government explanation for the incident, as well as for those who believe it was all a conspiracy to cover up proof that UFOs do exist and have crash-landed on our planet. Alright, yeah, so Roswell, pretty much when you think of anything aliens, Roswell is one of the first things that comes to mind. I mean, that along with Area 51 is probably the two biggest kind of alien ideas out there. Definitely. We'll probably get to talking about Area 51 at some point. But in the meantime, Roswell, again, one of the most notorious conspiracies related to aliens and UFOs. And this event occurred in the summer of 1947 in Roswell, New Mexico, where a local sheep rancher named Mac Brazel discovered some debris in his pastures. This debris consists of stuff like metallic poles, tape, plastic, and little shiny reflectors. Um, I don't want to skip ahead too far, but it doesn't sound like alien spaceship material to me. Yeah, um, I mean, I heard he thought it was like a, he could make a kite out of it or something when he tried to take the, the material home, and it just, I mean, it all, it all fit in like a, a little truck he had or something, so yeah. definitely doesn't sound like a flying saucer crash or anything. I think I had heard it described as some slightly look futuristic looking materials. Yeah. Though, so anyway, so Mac Brazel was unable to identify the materials, so he decides to call the sheriff. And the sheriff in turn calls the Roswell Air Force Base officials, which is nearby, and some soldiers basically speed over in trucks, pick up the material, and whisk it away. Yeah, I know there there's a few pictures of kind of a few of the people there going over the material and they were kind of picking up and looking at it and it just looks like just scrap metal and tin or aluminum or something but nothing substantial that would that you when you think of alien aircraft this right. stuff is i mean you know it's just kind of flimsy material they're holding up so anyways the nearby air force base as we all know the story goes claims that it's simply a weather balloon however many many people believe this debris to be the remains of a ufo yeah, exactly. Now, one of the interesting things is that the guy who found it and pretty much the people who first saw it didn't jump to the UFO. Really, the UFO craze, people didn't really know about it too much. It was actually just several weeks before Roswell that a different incident happened where a pilot named Kenneth Arnold claimed to have spotted nine shiny, unidentified flying objects, flying formations. So he was flying his plane over the Cascades in Washington State. And so Arnold saw these objects in the sky. He had a clear, undestructive view of the objects. And he has managed to calculate their size. He said that they looked like they were, you know, the standard transport aircraft, so big aircraft. But they were just going at tremendous speeds and just pulling maneuvers that the aircraft at that age just couldn't do. It's basically so he told his story and a reporter heard it and kind of just picked it up on these strange flying disc or saucer-like craft and published the tale. And just, you know, soon after that, this phenomenon of UFOs just spread all across the nation. Suddenly there were so many called UFO sightings. Whether Arnold's sightings are legitimate or mistaken identity, they definitely had the effect of starting this UFO craze that just swept the nation. 
so let me let me be clear this Kenneth Arnold when he spotted these shiny objects this happened just a few weeks before yeah. the Roswell incident. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I mean really if you kind of think of this situation with this flipped if this Roswell happened before this guy probably no what no one would have given it a second mind. So it was only after like the, this guy's story took hold in the media and everybody heard about it that these guys who saw this stuff in Roswell kind of made the connection. People were like, hey, maybe it was a UFO. And they're like, yeah, maybe it was. And that's kind of where this this initial story kind of came from. Definitely, definitely. So on July 8th, the headlines in the newspaper were that the Roswell Air Force Base captures a flying saucer on a ranch near Roswell. So this is July 8th of 1947, so pretty shortly after the incident occurred. And the Air Force officials clarified flying saucer that it was, in fact, just a weather balloon. Right. I know, like, immediately people pretty much took them at their word for it at them. The Air Force Base. Yeah, I mean, once again, the... um, Why wouldn't you trust them? Yeah. Well, yeah, but, I mean, mean, you got to think of the 1940s. People did those days, though. Yeah, people... Anything, like, nowadays... You see something in the sky. One of the, I mean, even if you know what it is, part is like, hey, it's an alien. You're coming off the Great Depression where everybody like hung on to FDR's words. So, you know, they're, they're, yeah, I mean, the government was they got them out of the depression. People, the, the war definitely. got them out of the depression, but yeah, yeah, you're coming off the that high end. So yeah, you're more than likely to take the government at their word. Yeah, I think people probably trust the government a lot more after World War Two and all that than uh possibly now so anyways the suspicions about this being a um, downed unidentified flying object kind of heightened after a series of secret dummy drops occurred by the air force base where they dropped featureless mannequins from airplanes in an attempt to test the effects of bodies falling from the sky upon its impact with the ground because that happens a lot. <laughs> well, I think they I think were, they were to... testing like high altitude uh, parachuting or something. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know exactly what it was they would expect would happen when a body fell out of the sky and came into contact with the ground. <laughs> um, so that's a little bit sketchy. I mean, why would you drop dummies out of airplanes onto well, the ground? Yeah, I mean, this is kind of um, on a secondary tangent. This is kind of reminds me of the story of. During the Cold War, the space race, the same thing kind of happened in Russia, where people thought that these cosmonauts were, you know, falling from spacecraft and dying when it was really just the Russian government just testing the spacecraft with dummies inside, but they were incredibly lifelike. So if someone came across these and thought like, oh, it's a person in there, um, and really reality was just a just a crash test dummy. So I think maybe in the 1940s, the U.S. government was kind of doing the same thing, just sending some kind of aircraft up and dropping dummies but, out with me. why? Well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe they had parachutes on them. I think, I, or just testing what the effect we, it has we as had, they were falling. We, we did parachutes in world wars. We, we no, know we're, we're talking you... high altitude, not out of like a, you know, why, why we got I could imagine, <laughs> I could imagine how this would provide a control um, for an experiment on how, you know, if they're trying to perfect their parachute or whatever, they're trying to see if, exactly how slow they need to slow down a falling body to this would provide a control right so this is how a body falls at terminal velocity and what happens when it impacts them um so anyways goes without saying that many people believe that these dummies were actual alien bodies and what happened was 
of course, because the Air Force Base needed, you know, to do tests or whatever on the mannequins, armored trucks would drive up, pick up the remains, and zip away. Right, and kind of along the same lines I was talking before, like, during these these testings that the Air Force is doing where these dummies were just crashing to the desert, you know, the dummies were oftentimes disfigured in some ways, and their hands were often, you know, missing some fingers. Uh, apparently, that was one of the distinguishing characteristics of the aliens is that they only had, like, four fingers or something. But can you tell, based on a dummy, if it was made to be, like, a human, like, you know, you look at your hand, one can, like, if you're missing a finger, you could tell that's still a human hand, it's just missing a finger. Right. You would think so. And, I mean, also, you can think these, these crash dummies were kind of similar how we think of aliens nowadays you know their skin was kind of tinted right. they kind of and their featureless yeah the faces were kind of yeah they just had like the eyes but nothing no real detailed face i mean you think if someone just came along this crash debris and they see this figure in there that kind of looks like a human but not quite they might say like what is that then maybe it's an alien and then running off when they see armored military trucks heading their way yeah that's a little sketchy too where you know you quickly round up this stuff, you, yeah. you don't just... But then again, it is their property. Well, yeah. So you can see both sides. But, but why and are you rushing? To, they need to get to it before other people check it. You know, they kind of What's other people doing out here? Like, are, well, is this on I mean, the rancher? Is this government property, or is well, it... Well, I mean, oh. the, the base is... But, I mean, these are these are probably, like, tests that veered off course or something. Yeah, I or, mean, the rancher know. had... I mean, that's the whole concept of Roswell. The rancher had this stuff fall on his ranch, so. Exactly. I mean, and there are more stories along this. Um, there are some claims that someone, people saw a UFO walk into a hospital um, under a, a UFO, un, a UFO under military escort, and walked into the hospital. It did. Yeah. How is a, how's a he UFO? Means, he means an alien. Okay, an alien, <laughs> an, an unidentified flying object. Oh God. Can I do that over? No, that's 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 good. Right. Funny. We'll keep it. <laughs> all right. Oh, okay. Yes, an alien, not a UFO. Um, and sorry, I'm thinking UFOs all over the place. So basically, I mean, this story, the the Air Force claims that this incident was actually, you know, one of their test pilots crashed, and he had an injury where his brain was all, I mean, his head was all swollen up, um, his face was all puffy, so his eyes were all just slits. So, so that's where you get the stereotypical, hey, this is what an alien looks like. I exactly. mean, when you think of alien, you think big old head, big eyes, big exactly. beady eyes. And, and yeah, apparently yeah. this this guy walked to a hospital and, you know, but, uh, you know, probably some doctors or some nurse saw it and told some guy at a bar, then he told someone else and all of a sudden... The story these, gets stretched. Yeah, and... someone drunk guy starts telling these stories and all of a sudden they hear, you know, this story of an alien that walks into a hospital the thing with all these reports is that for all these stories, the Air Force has their official story for it, you know, to cover up all these things. They, they got some guy in the back office, some PR guys. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, to, to play... To <laughs> Ty play typing away. Yeah, to play devil's advocate here, you know, if these crashes actually happened, you know, you can see the U.S. government just told its people the whole Roswell crash was all just a military exercise or weather balloons or whatever you want, and basically everyone's going to believe them. No. Um, so, you know, as long as the military could recover all the evidence and the situation is under control, even if you witnesses actually saw a legit alien or a UFO, very few people are going to take them seriously if the Air Force and the government are telling them one thing and a few, you know, ranchers are saying a different story. That's true. All right, so we can already see these uh, 
different kind of holes poking into this Roswell story so far. So, I mean, some people were saying that it was an alien, but the the government kind of has their official story, and the story kind of dies along the way. Sketchy, sketchy government news, nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, you can definitely, if you can believe that, you can definitely see that the government is doing something shady, even though they, they all claim it's just, you know, military exercises and all tests that they're doing. Uh, but you never know. So one thing I'd like to talk about is the infamous kind of alien autopsy video. I don't know if you guys have seen it, or at least clips of it. Not ringing the bell. I've seen parts of it. I know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can look it up online. It's, black it's, and white. Yeah, it's probably on, on YouTube. Um, I mean, the whole thing, yeah, it's a black and white, really bad film quality. But basically it's just showing that these military doctor is performing an autopsy on a damaged and deceased alien being. And basically the story behind this autopsy video is a Englishman named Ray Santilli claimed that a retired military acquaintance who had taken part of the Roswell autopsy had smuggled out a copy of the film and given it to him. So yeah, the video itself is basically just physicians in lab coats in a medical room just dissecting this burn and damaged corpse of an alien, supposedly from the Roswell UFO aircraft. Can you see alien features too? Uh, Does it look like... Yeah, I would I mean, like to point out that it def whatever is in the video is made to look like an alien, whether yeah. it's real or not. Yeah, I was about I was about to say it's no. I mean, anybody could construct something like they're making these human like dummies. Why can't you make something that looks like an alien? Yeah, and I mean, it, it, since it, it's such poor quality. Yeah, I mean, it it looks like well, it looks like what an alien should be, but once again, somebody could just make this. So basically, this video was brought to the forefront in 1995 when. Fox Television broadcasted the footage in a segment called Alien Autopsy, Fact or Fiction. So the program was hugely popular and just dominated the ratings each time it showed. In the program, you know, several well-known personalities in their respective fields, such as makeup artist Stan Winston, forensic pathologist, appear to give their opinions on the footage. Uh, since it had aired, the footage remains to be very popular, having been seen by millions. And, you know, when it was aired, the UFO enthusiasm just quickly grew in the country, as many believe that it was this was a legitimate video, which I guess you can see at the time, it's, some people can believe it. However, there are just a lot of problems with this video. I mean, it's nowadays, if you, if you see it, you can kind of just know that it's, something's fishy. Um, I mean, even at the time, you know, one of the producers who was interviewing Ray, Ray Santilli, he just did not believe Santilli's story at all, but basically the Fox executives kind of pushed him to just continue producing this thing so i think even they knew it was bs the whole time mm-hmm. but they were just you know they wanted to get those ratings right and i mean you can just look at the the film and basically anyone with a medical background can just see that the techniques that they're using to perform this autopsy is just wrong <laughs> you know the cuts they're making to even how they're just holding the instruments right so i mean just the whole thing just looks like a hoax and basically in 2006 santilli admitted that the video was a fraud or at least partially. What he claims is that the actual footage that was smuggled out depicting the alien autopsy, that he witnessed it, but the film was so degraded that he didn't want to broadcast it as is, so he took it upon himself to faithfully recreate the autopsy as close as he could remember and then have that filmed. So Randy Santilli actually claims that a few of the legit shots from the original video made it into his, but he's never admitted which clips these were. I mean, basically, just after this happened, the video was called The Hoax That Fooled the World. And, you know, at this point, it just kind of, it just doesn't, 
seem legit at all. I mean, at this point, even if what he had had from the beginning was totally legitimate and there were aliens out there and he has the only footage, his credibility is totally shot and nobody's going to yeah. believe him anymore. First of all, I don't even know how a... If you're smuggling footage out of Roswell or something, why do you go to England and give it to some acquaintance? Yeah. Um, I, I just, there, there's a lot of holes that you can poke through that. Yeah, I think the guy was just... He figured out a way to make a, a quick buck and get his name popular. I mean, for a decade it worked. Okay, so that is kind of a lot of things that happened in the 90s that kind of jump-started this Roswell UFO craze all over again. So let's get to what the official explanation for everything is that happened about 15 years later from the crash. So, due to decades of pressure from many of these UFO enthusiasts, and curious congressman, the Air Force investigated and published a report on the official stance of what actually happened in Roswell, along with facts to debunk many of the theories and sightings that UFO enthusiasts had held for so long. The Air Force admitted that the weather balloon story was a lie, but it was a lie for national security, not to hide a spacecraft. The silvery wreckage first found by the rancher was actually remains of a top-secret spy sensor carried into the atmosphere by balloons to listen for any signs of nuclear blasts from the Soviet Union. Exactly. So it's basically their story is that these were just top-secret um, experimental spy balloons, really, who would go up to the upper atmosphere and just listen for nuclear blasts coming from the, the Soviet Union at the time. I find it highly suspect that... I mean, I don't know if the average person can tell the difference between a weather balloon and one of these scientific atmospheric balloons, but I find it suspicious that after all the pressure, it turns out that the government actually was lying. Yeah, well, I actually read that the Brazil who found the the rancher who found it in the first place, he'd actually spotted several weather balloons beforehand on his property. So that's why when he found this new stuff that he couldn't identify, because I mean he knew what these balloons looked like, and this was not it. So I mean that that was kind of the first thing that people were like, well, you know, this guy should know what these look like, and the government's still saying no, no, it's just a weather balloon. It's it's an upgraded weather balloon, right? <laughs> but even I mean even the I, st- I still don't know if I buy that. I mean, I mean, what's really the difference between a regular old plain old weather balloons and one of these fancier crafts? I mean, exactly, Ethan. How does he know it wasn't just an upgraded weather balloon of some type? I mean, it just just seems to be quite the coincidence that this is such a huge story and that after all this pressure, it turns out that the government actually was lying. Yeah, I don't know why it took so long for them to... And this is why we don't trust the government anymore. (laughs) Bingo. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I just don't see why it's such a big deal, why they couldn't just say it's, you know sensors or something or it's a new defense against the soviet union for those of you who are not familiar with this part of the story it is known as project mogul yeah yeah so i mean project mogul just pretty much came out in the mid 90s i believe and just kind of laid out what actually happened at roswell and that the whole roswell crash was not a ufo but it was just this experimental high altitude sensor that was supposed to detect any nuclear 
explosions going on in the Soviet Union and see what they were testing on. Once again, most people buy this story just because the military and the government is telling them that that's what the truth is. But I mean, once again, I just say, I mean, I, I do believe that. I don't believe that was a, a UFO crash. I'll just say that right now. But I mean, I will admit that if there was some kind of cover-up and they would be giving any excuse for the strange events that happened at Roswell and... You know, they could have easily come up with a story. I mean, they had decades to. And, I mean, <laughs> they also admitted to lying in the initial reports about the crash. So it is understandable that they are, could be lying or trying to keep their spy programs a secret. Or I just, it's just kind of hard to trust them fully. But, I mean, this situation, I, I just don't think that this was a UFO saucer that crashed. I agree. You guys aren't buying this ufo crash or anything i don't think that it's an actual alien but i don't necessarily believe the government for whatever reason is necessarily telling the whole truth and nothing but the truth right now what was this just a, a balloon or well it was a balloon but it was carrying a like a sonic sensor on it to detect uh like sound waves coming from the soviet union um, so, Ethan, what are your what are your final thoughts on this whole Roswell thing? I mean, it, it's like every every year you have multiple cases of people seeing strange sights and everything, and then there's debris, and so I think it. I mean, this is just the thing that started it all. There's no real proof yet that there's any uh, UFOs yeah. or aliens out there, and until we get that solid proof, it's always going to be a, a question of is this, you know, or is this really possible? Is there really life outside of this planet? I agree, and I think the main reason this particular story has gotten so much publicity is because this is kind of the first UFO sighting that really started it all. Yeah, once again, I mean, this the Roswell incident really didn't take hold until I think the 80s, really. Um, I, I've heard story of people who grew up in Roswell in the 70s and have never heard of the Roswell incident. Just because, like, I mean, pe people just believed that it was just a weather balloon and they didn't, you know, care about it. It and wasn't until decades later that... They didn't talk about it after that. Yeah, it, it wasn't until later that all these UFO enthusiasts kind of looked back and be like, oh, that was a, you know, that was a UFO, clearly. But just, I mean, the fact that the people actually saw the wreckage didn't think that it was an alien craft and that there was no initial reports of any bodies found, so I just, I, I just think this whole thing is, I'm not gonna say a hoax, but I think it's just a, it's just you know, an incident. It's not very plausible at the yeah. moment. There's, there's no solidifying evidence. Okay, so I think we can all agree that this whole thing is not an actual alien, but just a, some kind of crash. And, well, that wraps up our episode on the Roswell incident. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you have any input or comments, you can visit us out on our website, strangematterspodcast.com. If you want to get in touch with us, you can shoot us an email at strangematterspodcast at gmail.com. Come on, guys. Let's get on that. <laughs> we have gotten a lot of comments on our website and through Reddit and Facebook. So. People, people, we want your feedback. Right. We have gotten a lot of good feedback, though. I want to thank the, everyone on Reddit and on the website who've been sending us some really good ideas. Yes, yeah, so once again, we have a Facebook page. You want to check us out there. If you have any stories in mind, any mysteries, conspiracies, anything unexplained, yeah, let us know, and we will do an episode for you. Thanks to our listeners. Yep. Take it easy. Take care. Bye.